Welcome to the Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name is John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired Baltimore police sergeant. In most episodes of the Law Enforcement Today radio show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about issues that affect law enforcement officers, both active and retired, their families, friends, and supporters. We'll also be discussing incidents in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Visit our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed Veterans and First Responders Treatment Program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. In every community across the United States, towns, cities, states, we have law enforcement officers. We have first responders. We have incredible stories of heroism from our first responders. From law enforcement officers, EMTs, paramedics, firefighters. In addition to that, we have heroic crime victim survivors. If you want to tell your story of survival and how you recovered and how you rebuilt your life, feel free to contact us. We'd love to have you as a guest on the Law Enforcement Today show. We made it so easy to get a hold of us, too. There's many different ways. Go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. The Contact Us page of the webpage. Download our free app on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. You can contact us through the free app. You can contact us on our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. Heck, send me an email. My email address is J, that's J-A-Y, at lawenforcementtoday.com. You see, we'd love to hear your story. And we know, we hear so often, I have a story to tell, but no one will give me a platform. Law Enforcement Today is your platform. On the phone, we have two guests. We've got a couple joining us today. We've got Chris Okulanis and James Kuzak, both joining us on the phone. Uh, folks, thanks so much for joining us on Law Enforcement Today's show. It's a pleasure to have you. Absolutely. <laughs> We're glad to be here. Now, James was a guest on the show quite a while ago, back when Robert Greenberg was co-hosting with me, which, by the way, Robert's doing well. He sends his regards. He just said, you know, I realized one thing. I'm just not very good at radio. I'm good at other things. <laughs> He's taking care of <laughs> other parts of Law Enforcement Today business, and I'm doing the radio thing. And for people who did not hear that, episode of the radio show they are archived as podcasts you can go to our website lawenforcetoday.com the radio show tab you can listen to on our free app which you can download on our website law enforcement today or you can do a search at google play or the itunes app store for law enforcement today and look for the episode with james kuzak james you know we got to meet 
you and Chris at the Wounded Officer Initiative Gala Weekend in Orlando not that long ago, and it was a pleasure. Yeah, we greatly enjoyed the weekend and seeing you guys and talking to everybody when we were there. I, I don't know about you, but we had a great conversation on the phone with the first interview, but meeting you and meeting Chris totally changed your perspective. Uh, phones are great, radio's great, but man, face-to-face and hanging out with each other, to me, that's irreplaceable. Yeah, I mean, honestly, getting to meet everybody face-to-face and not having, I guess, that stressor maybe of sitting there on the phone and, and doing an interview, it's just a lot easier when you're you know, face-to-face with a person and, and you see who it is. Um, kind of lends to that, I think. But uh, I think I'm a little more used to the interviews more than Chris is, so that's a little different. I'm glad okay. that she volunteered to do this. First of all, last time that we talked, you were still in Pennsylvania. It was cold, and we, we made fun about, hey, you got to come to Florida, blah, blah, blah. We are still residents of Pennsylvania. We just try and get down to Florida um, when I get some vacation time and when we can do it. It's not as often as we would like. Okay. Well, we'll have to have you down here full time. You, Chris, and the dogs, and we'll have to get together for sure. Because I don't know about you. I can talk dogs. I can talk police work. I can talk a lot of uh, stories. For, for long periods of time, but primarily dogs. It's one of real passions. I know it is for you too as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Before we go into the details of what life is like for you now, James, go to whatever length you want to talk about and how you were injured and what happened. Okay, well, first, Jay, when we're talking, when you call me James, I feel like I'm in trouble. Okay, Jim. I, I'm, I'm more of a Jim kind of guy. <laughs> okay, good. You know what? It was. Uh, it's actually been seven years now. April fourth, two thousand eleven. I was. Uh, I was on patrol with two of my partners, and uh, we were dispatched to a disturbance call at a residence that turned out to be, in all in all, in the end, a home invasion. To make it a little more short this time, I guess you could say, um, I went to the back door of the residence, and uh, basically, when I walked up onto the deck. Uh, gone out and, you know, basically ready to encounter as best what I think I can, uh, approached the back door, and when I did so, uh, yeah, the uh, suspects were on the other side of the door, and they were anticipating to shoot their way out of the house, and that they did. As soon as I uh, was at the door, they ambushed me and began shooting as the door opened. That right there basically began the road to the new normal i guess you could say i had i was shot five times uh as they ambushed me there one of those bullets traveling through my my bulletproof vest and uh traveling across my body injuring my lung and then ultimately resting in my lower right back where it had already uh, compromised the spinal column which immediately paralyzed me after having been in the hospital from that injury for 47 days, I began the life of being a paraplegic and in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of some of the circumstances that got me to where you and I have met and Robert Greenberg has met. And that's kind of where, I guess you could say, it has taken us today, but ultimately the reason I've been able to get here through seven years is having Chris by my side. And that's one of the things that that never seems to get talked about in the news media. And it's unfortunate what happened to you. It's It, it happens to so many people. Uh, but what they say in the news media is a, 
uh, the injuries are life-threatening or they're, they're, they're grave, but the officer will survive. And then it's like uh, a, a footnote that's never mentioned again. And what almost never seems to get talked about is the impact it has on the family afterwards, on marriages, on relationships, on the extended family. And that's what I am so glad that, that Chris decided to come on and talk about. First of all, these are never, not easy conversations to have. No, they're not really. You know, it's uh, as you've already just said, uh, the news media takes the tidbits, it grabs the, the watcher, and then they kind of leave it where it stands. Uh, they don't come back to find you a year later to see what your life has entailed uh, between you, your family, and friends. So let's talk about back up about seven years ago you said you, you couldn't be where you are without the help and support of chris uh was chris chris you can answer this part were you in a relationship with jim at that time when the injury occurred yes we were we were just about uh just a little over a year of dating and uh and then our lives changed that's an understatement uh, that's a profound yes. understatement. First of all, dating a, a law enforcement officer is not easy by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I remember back, way back when I was a single guy, you know, and a lot of women find out, oh, you're a police, or they'd say back there in Baltimore, the police, and they're like, yeah, I <laughs> uh, don't want anybody to take a time to get to know you. But you know, I found, fortunately, um, two people that, that have been by my side. The first marriage didn't work out. For a lot of different reasons, mostly which are my fault, and I have the love and support of a wonderful woman in my life now, and I can tell you that makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely, I agree with you. What we're going to do is we're going to take a short break. We're going to talk to Chris. We're going to talk about how she found out about Jim's injury, being shot, and we're going to talk about what life is like for them afterwards, how they handle, as he calls, the new normal. You're listening to Law Enforcement Today. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Public safety professionals are regular people that heroically rush forward. Despite the fire or the storm, despite the worst of society and the undeserved contempt, they rush in to save, to protect, to hold our nation together. For more than 50 years, Galls has stood with our troops stationed abroad and with our nation's first responders who serve us here at home every day. Galls, proud to serve America's public safety professionals. Visit Galls.com today. We all know that law enforcement First responders and military have dangerous jobs. They see and experience traumas that most can't even imagine. And all too often, that takes a toll leading to substance abuse, PTSD, and co-occurring mental health disorders. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to helping protect those who protect. Call 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program, offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists, helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 
888-888-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. This is Globekeeper, the all-new platform revolutionizing law enforcement and security management. Globekeeper provides you and your team the ability to coordinate like never before using officers' personal smartphones. Globekeeper provides real-time situational awareness, inter-agency collaboration, plus security and compliance. Safety is priority number one. Manage officers, vehicles, GPS trackers, and cameras in one place. Share location, video, audio, pictures, and text between unlimited team members, command centers, and agencies. Lives are on the line. Can you afford to not have Globekeeper on your side? Get more details about Globekeeper online at globekeeper.com. Come support the second annual Dream Ride Police Canine Challenge coming Saturday, August 4th to the Farmington Polo Grounds, Farmington, Connecticut. The Canine Challenge attracts elite canine units and demonstrates unique and incredible talents through obstacles, apprehensions, and simulations. The Dream Ride Police Canine Challenge is a family-friendly event. It's free to the public and all proceeds benefit Special Olympics and the Hometown Foundation. To learn more, please visit dreamride.org. The Hometown Foundation's Dream ride experience is coming to the farmington polo grounds august 3rd through august 5th this summer the dream ride experience is the flagship initiative of the hometown foundation's fundraising effort to provide charitable contributions to benefit special olympics children in need pet rescues our military and veterans and so much more the three-day extravaganza includes a family fun zone entertainment a police canine challenge and fireman's chili cook-off the dream ride experience bringing the world together one smile at a time Law Enforcement Today's show brought to you in part by Galls, G-A-L-L-S.com. Again, their website is G-A-L-L-S.com. They've been supplying first responders, police officers, law enforcement, public safety, firefighters for more than 50 years. And they got a huge selection of products that anybody can use from outerwear, boots, clothing, you name it. They got it at Gulls.com. And we here at Law Enforcement Today have lots of great contests. We've got prize giveaways from Gulls. Get more details on our Facebook page. Search for Law Enforcement Today. Click like when you get there. And also on our website as well, lawenforcementtoday.com. And when you have a chance, check out Galls at galls.com, G-A-L-L-S.com on Facebook and Instagram as well. Welcome back to the conversation. We are joined on the phone by Chris Okolanis and Jim Kuzak. Jim is a retired, I believe he's a Clareton, Pennsylvania police officer. Uh, injured in line of duty, severely injured in a shooting, an ambush. There's really no other way to put it. And uh, as he says, uh, paraplegic. Chris, take us back to that night that it happened. When you find out, what was that like? Oh, wow. That was, uh, let's see. That evening, it was just starting to rain. I was getting ready for bed. It was around, uh, I don't know, about 10 to 11. And as I do every night, he Jim actually was on the 8 p to 4 a.m. shift. So before I was heading off to bed, I sent him a text just saying, hey, babe, you know, going off to bed, catch you when, you know, you get into walk through the door in the morning. And um, I got nothing back. 
and that's unusual for him because even if he's engrossed in something, he'll send me a text and say, you know, catch you later or I'm on a call, whatever. I got nothing back. I did not know at the time when I sent the text at 10.51, that was just about the exact time that he was being shot. So uh, just since I didn't get that text, I started getting texts back from other people um, saying, you know, hey, is Jim okay? I really didn't know what was going on. Just as I was reading the text, the doorbell rang, and um, it was two police officers from the community in which we live in, Ross Driver, and uh, basically rang the doorbell and told me to get dressed. He had been shot. They had no other details. That was pretty much it. And next thing I know, I'm running upstairs getting dressed because, as I said, I was getting ready for bed. And next thing I know, I'm being whisked away. And they tell me as they're shoveling me out the door that now he's being lifelighted. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, they're not going to put him up in the bird if he's if he didn't make it, one. And two, if they're putting him up in the bird, that means it's bad. So um, everything was going through my brain. Had no idea, you know, this is my first real law experience tragedy because I had not been in uh, law enforcement in any aspect of it other than training dogs. So I never got to see this part of law enforcement. So this was huge to me. I had no idea, you know, where my strength was going to come from, the community, the police force, whatever. I, I, I felt like so alone. And I was only a girlfriend, so I had no rights. You know, I wasn't uh, the wife where I could, I felt like I could go into the hospital and say, you know, this is my husband in there and I can make decisions for him. I had zero rights. So thank God that, you know, uh, his mom and dad and I are so, we're, we're close. So I felt at least comfortable with that, but I was still only a year into dating him. So the relationship that the four of us have now wasn't what it was then, what it is now. So it was, it was quite scary. So by the time that we got to the hospital and they basically whisked us into a room and said, here's the deal. He's going into surgery and, um, he probably will never walk again. And if he makes it in the next 24 hours, that will be a blessing. And to what extent long-term his recovery will be, they had no clue at that point. And I just remember his cousin is, well, I, I think at the time, and Jim can correct me, I think at the time he was a sergeant. He may not have been. But um, he was in the room with us, and when his dad heard that, his dad just collapsed to the floor. And uh, thank God his cousin was there and kind of uh, helped along, you know, through the process. Because, like I said again, we weren't, I, I was never in that law enforcement field, so I didn't know what to expect. So thank God we at least had that part of the family there to walk us through. And then once that happened, the dominoes kind of fell where they may, but, um, you know, the community kicked in, the police force kicked in, the a family, you know, blue kicked in, and we had so many people down there that then you felt the embrace and you knew that at least at this point things would be okay. Long term, I had no idea, but at that point I was feeling a little bit more comfortable. Then from there, it went on to 
getting out of surgery into ICU, and then 10 days in ICU, from 10 days in ICU to 47 days uh, in the hospital and rehab, and basically learning a new life for the two of us, because I had to do a lot of hands-on uh, like he, he will joke, he said, her hands have been in more of my orifices than, than anyone I probably know. But um, it, it's quite an experience of how it affects your life from, you know, your bowel program to how you have to eat, how you have to watch your weight, how you have to exercise and um, atrophy, things like that, that the normal people, they see you on the street every day and they're like, hey, dude, you're doing good. Good to see you out. And they really they don't have, have no any idea. concept of, of what it's like. No. I, in all honesty, I've met you two. I, I have no idea. And I don't even yeah. think I can imagine th- to where to start. Yeah, it's it was quite an experience. And I have to, you know, thank all the nurses and rehab and doctors because they really allowed you to they showed you what you needed to do. They gave you the pieces of the puzzle, and then you just had to put the puzzle together. And luckily, um, unfortunately, at the time, I lost my job because uh, he and I decided to start. He moved on to uh, the city of Clareton after being retired as a part-time job, and I had switched careers at that point to be close to the home. So I was only three weeks on the job as well. And he was three weeks on the job when he was uh, shot. And because of that, I lost my job and I was able to be at the hospital then. So, you know, they say things happen for a reason. And apparently that was that reason. And I was able to spend all the time at the hospital. I stayed, you know, in bed with him there trying to help and, and find out how to catch someone and you know a bowel program and putting on compression socks and boots and so it's just crazy but uh the doctors and nurses set us up and because of that that made our transition from the hospital home that much easier because since i was at the hospital so much i was a hands-on you know with his therapy and everything that when we came home it made our transition better because I was already full throttle into it all. It's pretty amazing that your relationship has survived. So many people talk about when these things happen that the the other part of these the couple can't handle it and, and, and moves on. And I'm not saying it's a negative. I'm not saying being judgmental. I'm saying that's just what happens all, all too often. You know, when you think of love stories you know i think of uh, the old one with with uh ali mcgraw and this is way before your time and i forget who the guy's name was and this is not what the hollywood version of a love story is but if you really talk about it you'd be hard pressed to find one that involves more dedication to each other we are talking with jim kuzak and chris okalanis they are a couple that as rebuilding their lives after a serious line of duty injury. You listen to Law Enforcement Today. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. This is Globekeeper, the all-new platform revolutionizing law enforcement and security management. Globekeeper provides you and your team the ability to coordinate like never before using officers' personal smartphones. 
Glowkeeper provides real-time situational awareness, inter-agency collaboration, plus security and compliance. Safety is priority number one. Manage officers, vehicles, GPS trackers, and cameras in one place. Share location, video, audio, pictures, and text between unlimited team members, command centers, and agencies. Lives are on the line. Can you afford to not have Globekeeper on your side? Get more details about Globekeeper online at globekeeper.com. Public safety professionals are regular people that heroically rush forward. Despite the fire or the storm, despite the worst of society and the undeserved contempt, they rush in to save, to protect, to hold our nation together. For more than 50 years, Galls has stood with our troops stationed abroad and with our nation's first responders who serve us here at home every day. Galls, proud to serve America's public safety professionals. Visit Galls.com today. Epidemic, America's public health crisis. These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. Countless lives are lost, and heartbroken families are too many to count. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center, call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Joining us from Pennsylvania, Chris Okalinas. I'm always afraid I'm saying your last name the wrong way, and Jim Kuzak. Uh, Jim was shot five times in the line of duty. Uh, he's a member of the Claritin Police Department. Uh, left uh, severely injured. Um, a paraplegic as a result and to, to put it bluntly and i can say this because we've met and i know the i know the the energy that you two have so i, I don't want people listening go man you know james really downplaying uh, what they're going through I, i'm not i know the the vim the vigor the enthusiasm you both have for life uh so that kind of rubs off on me but it's not been easy and people like me and most people out there have no concept of what it's like to go to work one day, to send a text, hey, I'm going to bed, hon, I love you, talk to you later. You don't get a response back. You start getting inundated with texts, is Jim okay? Then there's a knock at the door, police, you go to the hospital. It's a bad situation. You go through ICU, go through physical rehab, and then the real work starts. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. The real work, it's, it's amazing, uh, you know, the, the, I mean, we're just talking about the physical, uh, we haven't even addressed the mental and the physical changes that needed to happen to the house. I mean, all of this had to happen in that short period of time. And a lot of people don't understand is while 
his parents and myself and my family and his family are all at the hospital trying to be that great support system. It it, it really does. Something like this, you have no idea until you're in it, the amount, the impact that it makes on everyone's psyche from, you know, Jim being shot to what the family's dealing with and trying to be his support system and how it's weighing on each family member as well as we're trying to help. And you're there dealing with that. You don't have time or energy or the ability at that point to even think about anything beyond the four walls of that hospital. And yet we have contractors coming to the house because they know within probably 35 days he needs to get into this three-story house. How are we doing that? And so there was so much that needs to happen. And Jim and I have even talked about years prior that, you know, we would eventually like to start some sort of program to help other people that are dealing with that. Because at that point, we had we didn't want anything to do about ramps in a house or only thing we were cared about at that point was having him home and comfortable. And at that point, we couldn't see that because of his nerve pain and everything else that goes along with gunshot victims. So it's it's amazing how now that we sit here today and think back then how we got all of this accomplished. I don't even I can't even fathom it really. And really, that would be a much needed how to manual. That no one ever wants to have to deal with. But literally, that could happen to any officer across the United States. It could happen right now. It could happen to any of us driving our car home at night and not even be our fault. And all of a sudden, your entire life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all changes. Absolutely. I don't know if you've um, seen the movie. I'm sure you have. Here is Behind the Badge, Sacrifice and Survival that Jim was in. Uh, Some of that explains what that period of time, what we went through briefly. And so many other officers that have gone through similar situations, but we're all different. But in the long run, we somehow end up going through some of the same scenarios and situations and problems with anything ranging from work comp to um, insurance and, you know, fitting a vehicle for him to drive. And like I said, house issues and mental issues and, you know, getting help through a psychiatrist to help you deal with. And I'm not just talking about him. I'm talking about the family because all of us, all of us had went through this in a different way, but you all need to find out how to deal with your emotions in a different way. And a lot of people deal with things differently. And so there's healthy really ways a, and, and unhealthy ways. And like I said earlier, my first marriage was destroyed by those issues that, that my inability to handle them mm-hmm. uh, uh, to the, the degree that, that people do nowadays. You know, Of course, I'm much better than I was then, but you can't accomplish that on your own by yourself no way not at all and we had a super support system from family and friends to the community city of Clareton uh, to you know our blood family our blue family everybody I mean there was 
no one out there that did not support him in some way or another within, you know, our small community here. And that's a great help. Again, on our first conversation, our first interview, uh, Jim talked quite a bit about uh, seeking treatment, not just for the physical injuries and the rehabilitation that came along with that, but also with the the emotional, the mental. We're going to talk about that some more when we take a, after we take a short break. We're listening to Law Enforcement today. We'll be right back. We all know that law enforcement, first responders, and military have dangerous jobs. They see and experience traumas that most can't even imagine. And all too often, that takes a toll leading to substance abuse, PTSD, and co-occurring mental health disorders. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to helping protect those who protect. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. This is Globekeeper, the all-new platform revolutionizing law enforcement and security management. Globekeeper provides you and your team the ability to coordinate like never before using officers' personal smartphones. Globekeeper provides real-time situational awareness, interagency collaboration, plus security and compliance. Safety is priority number one. Manage officers, vehicles, GPS trackers, and cameras in one place. Share location, video, audio, pictures, and text between unlimited team members, command centers, and agencies. Globekeeper utilizes military-grade encryption. Lives are on the line. Can you afford to not have Globekeeper on your side? Get more details about Globekeeper online at globekeeper.com. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the internet's most beloved pets, and they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Back to the conversation with Chris Okalanis and Jim Kuzak. Chris, I think I'm getting a little bit better at saying your last name. Just a scotch. And it's not that difficult. It really isn't. But for an old guy (laughs) like me, it's tough. Uh, So Jim talked about in the first interview, which you can hear if you didn't hear it the first time uh, on lawenforcetoday.com. Look for the radio show, the archive versions of podcast, also on a free app. You can get on our website as well, lawenforcetoday.com. Uh, Jim, I remember you saying that you made great progress because you sought help very quickly. Is that correct? Yeah, when we uh, 
got out of the hospital, we were quickly made aware of the fact that not only was I a policeman in this and injured in this, but we were also considered victims. And I had never in my lifetime felt that way, uh, been in the situation of being a victim until that point. And I thought about it. And I said, you know what? I, I guess, I guess I am the victim of all this. You know, in one aspect that, you know, uh, I am in the position I am as a paraplegic. So we were given the information for the uh, the organization, the Victims of Violent Crime here in Pennsylvania. And uh, through them, we were put with a counselor. And being able to go see someone that soon, that thrust into the situation we had, there was no one there to even tell us what to do. So when we went unknowingly into speaking with this woman, we, we just didn't know what to expect, Chris. And I said, what are we doing? And we said, we don't know. Until we got in there and she basically showed us how it had already changed us. And uh, she basically showed me how deeply ingrained already the, I guess the key words are post-traumatic stress. Mm -hmm. Just by watching my reactions, telling my story to her, um, I was thrust right back into the situation, you know, and I didn't see it, but she could sit there and see that I was becoming agitated, that I was shaking, uh, I wasn't making eye contact, and she could just see all these triggers that what were happening and that I wasn't seeing. So she spent probably at least the next six months to a year talking with Chris and I together separately and trying to get us around, you know, what had happened. And I'll tell you what, I would have never chosen anybody else uh, that this woman, how she assisted us in this, because it really helped Chris and I out a lot. I'm glad to hear that because unfortunately, one of the the chief problems with, with, post-traumatic stress and i'm glad you didn't use the word disorder i I, i'm so tired of hearing that you know for so many people i know that i know they mean well i think of it more as the long lines of post-traumatic stress injury you know because no one expects us your arm or to be normal if it's really broken afterwards it might work well but it's not going to be like it was before so um, i'm glad you didn't use that but all too often relationships just fall apart because of the 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 anger, the hypervigilance, the uh, sensitivity, the inability to sleep, sure. problems with eating, mood swings, all that. And uh, that's not new. That was, you know, one of the first things diagnosed when, when vets were coming back from Vietnam was domestic issues. Uh, and that was one of the first red flags. So I'm glad you, you two sought help together, is I guess the short version of what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it just kind of worked out that way. And I think a lot of our progress afterwards was not just the constitution and makeup of us as individuals, which Chris is one of none. I, I got the only one as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but to then leave at least talking to the, the counselor, we would just continue to go that much further in the vehicle when we're leaving and we would continue to talk about it. Well, why did that upset us or what up? you about it and it, that really helped us because 
I saw where she was coming from, and she could see where I was. And being that open-minded, I think, is what really pulled us through a lot of that. Um, it wasn't easy by any means. Today, I still tell her, I, I, I gave you your opportunity to leave. You ain't leaving now. Yeah. <laughs> I, always, I always tell her that. And I get that. That makes that makes sense because it. I remember time going. You didn't sign up for this. That's how no, I felt. And I, and I never, like she said, we were only dating a year. You're, you know, just in any relationship, you're learning everything about each other, and she's learning me, but she wasn't learning. We just didn't have the opportunity to get into the whole law enforcement part of, you know, this is what happens. This is what can happen. Um, you know, at the time, I wasn't working a lot of drug task force work, doing undercover work and stuff like that. The, the you know, big stressors on top of what just regular patrol duties were. Mm-hmm. And she hadn't seen that. She hadn't, um, you know, gotten to spend a lot of time with other friends of mine in law enforcement. So it was, she, she was trial by fire. Let's just put it that way. And let me tell you how good she has fit into not only my family, but in a law enforcement family with everyone. And, you know, it's, uh, I'm amazed every day what she has done and what she continues to do, um, not just with me and my family. I don't say my family, it's her family too. But to what she does outside of this with law enforcement, she went with me afterwards, uh, two or three years into it to the point where we're also. Um, peer counselors for the police officer support team here in our area. She didn't have to do that, you know, but she felt that this group helped us and she and I wanted to give back and do the same. And that's one of the things I was really impressed with meeting the two of you at the Wounded Officers Initiative is that I got the impression that both of you are open and able and actually do spend a lot of time working with and talking with other people that are struggling that have gone through this. And it's Chris hit it the nail on the head. It it doesn't just affect the law enforcement officer. It affects the law enforcement officer's spouse and family. And when we say spouse nowadays, it's so easy to go into, you know, male law enforcement, female spouse. But we've met people where the roles are reversed where and they struggled just the same way regardless of what their gender was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Just even alone with the wounded officers, just the people we have met, you know, and we both talked to, that is, like you said, the role reversal. Uh, you know, sometimes it is going to be the the husband of the, the group not being, you know, the police officer and seeing what he has to deal with with his now wife or... You know, with us, we were just boyfriend, girlfriend, wow. you know, and like you said, law enforcement itself is a stressor on a relationship, let alone an injured law enforcement officer. If you had to talk with someone who is considering a career in law enforcement, Jim, what would you say to them? You're not the only person to ask me that uh, recently. Uh, I would tell them that it is a love of my life, the career that I had, and that I would like to tell somebody, go into it, it's rewarding as much as it is um, difficult. However, it gets harder for me to help 
kids today, and it's hard for me to say kids. Yeah, I but know. Tell these, these young men and women going into this career to do it because I don't know how to tell them how to do it. You know, I'm so far removed at seven years off the job with body cameras and, you know, everyone videotaping you. Not many people supporting you out there in that time. How about putting the phone down and helping if I'm fighting? Or, you know, just call more police, do something. Not sit there and antagonize that officer and I'm going to get your job and I've got this on camera and I'm going to do this to you. Uh, yeah, I, I would tell them still to do the job, do the career, and, and enjoy it as much as I did. But how to do that, I'm not sure I'm the person to tell them how today. Gotcha. And now let's play role reversal. Chris, you've got a, a young man or woman that uh, wants to get in a relationship, a serious relationship, falling in love with a law enforcement officer. What's your advice to them? Well, uh, I would just, uh, gosh. Not easy, is it? No. It's tough. And, and I, I'm glad that you are, are willing to talk about it because it's just, it's so difficult to talk about. It is, but uh, I would just tell them to support Support their loved one. Um, you know, and Jim, uh, this is always the hard part. Uh, when Jim came to me, it, uh, after retiring and saying that, you know, he was going back part time to um, police work. And you know, we tell the now we laugh and tell the story, and we say that you know we argued for three weeks prior with me saying no, you're not, and him saying yes, he is, and ultimately he did go back to the part-time police police work and went back to the city of Clarendon, and uh, you know even though I was not 100% on board with the um, decision he made, I think my actions showed that I still supported him because I could have walked away. I was only a girlfriend of, you know, a little little under a year. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to stay. So I think my actions showed that even though I didn't believe in my heart 100% that he should go back, he still went back. I still stayed. And to this day, I still stayed. And I never, you know, one of the probably 10 days into him being in ICU, one of the nurses that we're still friends with today approached me. She knew I was having a hard hard time, not so much with, um, you know, Jim or anything, but just a hard time with everything. I mean, everything was thrown at me at that point from, like I said, from the law enforcement end of it to his injury to everything. I mean, there are people coming up to me who knew me, and I didn't know them. And the only reason they knew me was through Jim, but we had never met. And, you know, so I have all this bombardment, and I'm trying to process everything. And one of the nurses came up to me, and she went on to tell me this statistic. And she said, girlfriends never stay. Fiancés stay 30% of the time, and wives only stay 50% of the time when there's 
an injury or a life-changing experience like this. Mm-hmm. So she told me, don't, you know, she grabbed my hands and said, don't feel bad. If this isn't for you, leave now. Don't stay. And But it never crossed my mind. That was never an option for me. How could you leave someone that you love and care for that's the love of your life? How, do, how could you possibly leave that person, especially in their time of need now? That was absurd to me. I couldn't even fathom leaving him. But apparently that's the, the statistic. The old saying is, well, there's lies, there's damn lies, then there's statistics. Um, yeah, and what I take from this is, because we're going to wrap it up here, what I take from this is that there are lots of horrible things that happen when law enforcement officers are severely injured. But there's so many incredible stories of survival and living a quality life afterwards that both you and Jim uh, not just talk about, but you exemplify and, and you live that life. It's those things. Better to live a certain way with your life than with your lips. And you, that's what you guys do. So I want to thank you so much for taking your time to join us on Law Enforcement today. You know, I've been saying this before. I told Jim a long time ago we have to talk again. And I'm sure we're going to have you both on the show again in the future as well. I hope so. I hope so as well too, Jay. And hopefully we get together when you're in Florida and we can talk dogs in the near future. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. You'll have never a good get one. Her to stop. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. I'd like to thank our guests so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today show. We've got another great guest heading your way next week. Don't miss it. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya. Mm-hmm.